Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Job interviews. Summer's ended, holidays are a distant memory, and it's back to the grind. Summer gives us time to think and value what we want out of our lives, and coming back to reality after the summer is often a wake-up call, and people really start to evaluate what they want. Getting back to it, if you hate your job, isn't fun. It's a time of year when most people decide to jack in their jobs and look for something else. Sweaty palms, shaking voices and going red, they're all part and parcel of any job interview. The only way to feel a little more at ease is to prepare and know that you've done your best. The problem is, practising a day before isn't really going to help you. You need to take a little time and prepare beforehand. Learning under stress is not the most ideal learning environment either. Any job interview is stressful, let's face it, but when it isn't in your native language, it's even harder. What to do if you have a job interview in English? How can you help yourself? I'll be giving you some great tips on how to do this, so if you're thinking about making a change in your career and that you may have a job interview soon in English, pay attention. So let's get started with some top tips on how to prepare if you've got a job interview in English. First of all, it may be really obvious but so many people do this. Do not lie about your level of English on your CV. The company will find out, you will get yourself in a mess, and it just isn't worth it. Let me tell you about when I used to go to a well-known multinational company to interview the candidates on the phone. No prior warning, just a phone call to test their English and evaluate their level. If their level didn't reflect what was on their CV, they were automatically out. Simple, no exceptions. It was one of the most radical yet effective ways to screen the candidates that I have ever come across. I did feel terrible sometimes performing this type of interview. Catching people out unexpectedly on the phone was a tough way to test them. However, the posts they were applying for required them to spontaneously speak English at the required level, so it saved a lot of headaches for both the company and the candidate. Interviews can be stressful when they're not in your native language. The language is something else to be worried about. Let's be realistic. It's impossible to prepare and think about every single answer to every possible question you may be asked, but there are really many things you can do to prepare in advance. So number one, do not wait until a week before the interview to start preparing. Take your time. Make sure you learn some adjectives and adverbs and their pronunciation to help describe yourself, your experience and your achievements. Try and park very beige adjectives like good and bad. Make your descriptions colourful. Number two, don't learn your answers parrot fashion. It will be obvious to the interviewer. One answer won't fit all types of questions either. The best thing you can do is acquire vocabulary to be able to answer as many questions as possible. Number three, make sure you practice some storytelling before the interview. Storytelling is becoming a really valued skill. It's so useful for many 
everyday tasks, especially interviews. Number four, think about the different types of questions that you could be asked, such as open questions, competency-based questions, behavioural questions, situational questions. Think about the different topics, yourself, your experience, your strengths, your weaknesses, your aspirations. Think about how you would behave in certain situations. Think about setbacks you've had and what you've learned from them. Think about your areas for improvement. Number five, make sure you know some phrases that will help you in case you have some setbacks during the interview, such as not understanding the question. Silences are never good. Number six, learn some phrases that will buy you time, just in case you get asked a question that you have never thought about before. Number seven, try recording yourself to see how you sound and see if you like how you answer. You may be able to identify certain things you repeat too much or mistakes that you make. There will be things that you realise you have to improve. Make sure that your answers aren't too long or too short. Number eight, one thing many candidates overlook is being able to explain their CV in English. Remember the details, remember the dates, practice. Number nine, find someone to simulate an interview with and practice. And number 10, prepare a couple of questions in advance that you would like to ask the interviewer, just in case you have the opportunity. It will show that you have thought about the situation and that you are showing interest. So here's some explanations about the vocabulary that was used in the previous audios. So, to be back to the grind, that's an idiom. To be back to the grind or to go back to the grind, that means to go back to work or to your routine after a break. So I might say, oh, I have that Sunday night feeling now. It's back to the grind tomorrow. It's going to be really difficult after two weeks holiday. A wake-up call. This is something that alerts you to a problem, a danger or a need to take action. So I could say, for example, nearly crashing my car last night was a wake-up call. I mustn't drive when I'm tired. To jack something in. In the audio I said to jack in their jobs. That means to stop doing something or to leave a job that you aren't enjoying. Molly jacked in her job after the summer holidays. She couldn't stand the stress any longer. To be part and parcel of. This means to be a feature or an element of something that can't normally be avoided. So, for example, stress is part and parcel of moving house. To get yourself in a mess. That means to get yourself in a difficult situation. So. If you lie on your CV about your level of English, you will get yourself in a mess. To be worth it. This means that the benefits are more than the costs or the disadvantages. So it will be worth making an effort to prepare for the job interview. To catch people out or to catch someone out, that means that you intentionally cause someone to make a mistake to show that they cannot do something or that they are telling lies about something, or they do not know how to do something. 
So I used to interview people to check their level of English and that it was just as they had said on their CV. And I caught many of them out. Parrot fashion. This is to learn something from memory and repeating the exact words without necessarily understanding what you're saying. So he learnt all the answers, parrot fashion, and, of course, when he was asked to elaborate on his answers, he wasn't able to. And setbacks. This is something that prevents a process from happening or going smoothly. So maybe I would say, despite all the setbacks we had building the house, it's now finished. So here's a little bit more information about things that, you know, are connected to job interviews and applying for a job. Now, we often hear about CVs and resumes. Now, they're different. A resume is perhaps used more in the United States, and it's kind of more of a self-promotion. It's a document to promote yourself, to market yourself. It highlights your skills and experience and achievements, whereas a CV is generally used a lot more in Britain, and it's based more on your credentials, your academic skills, and your professional experience. So it's kind of a bit more of a serious document, more than a marketing document. Now, nowadays, to be honest, we are seeing a kind of more hybrid version between CVs and resumes. And where now, for example, it's not recommended that a CV is more than two pages long. In the past, people with a lot of experience showed it off in the highest detail, and that made their CVs longer than the Bible. Recruiters and employers now don't have time to read all that nowadays. Here are some of the stages that you will probably go through if you are applying for a job. So the first thing you do is to write a CV and a cover letter. Then you would formally apply for the job. You'd go to an interview, and if you're successful, you would pass on to the next round of interviews. Now, the company may ask you for an interview. They may want to arrange an interview, or they will request an interview with you. But you will not make an interview in English. You will do an interview. Candidates do interviews. And the company holds interviews, or carries out interviews, or conducts interviews. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.